Hey there, you're listening to the Arkia podcast and I'm so thrilled that you have tuned into this episode. Today I'm in conversation with Sebastian Sakaria, founder of Photoshwix India, an architecture and interior photography studio based in Mumbai. And today we are talking about all things architecture and interior photography. How does working in this niche looks like and how is architecture and interior photography different from other forms of photography? How can a beginning architect or designer get into this niche and a lot more? So let's dive in. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are How you? How are you? <laughs> How are you? I'm fabulous. Tell me. Oh, great. I'm great too. How is your quarantine uh, schedule going? Nice. I think it's a new yeah. reality. I'm getting used to it. I'm kind of enjoying it now. I think oh. it's going to be a problem to get back to work. Yeah, absolutely. Initially, it was a problem to sit at home. Now it's going to be a problem to do otherwise. New yeah. reality, absolutely new reality. Yeah, new reality, absolutely, absolutely. So you have been in this uh, niche for such a long time. How did you start as an architecture interior photographer? How does your journey look like as a startup? How did I start? Uh, yeah, I, I've been a wanderer in the beginning. I think uh, not because I wanted to. Uh, Primarily, I I come from a very humble background. So my father never believed that the arts could feed us, you know. And uh, so he wanted us to get a proper job uh, at a big in a big company, and if possible, the government services because that was his dream. Uh, but I would not agree with it. So he wouldn't buy me a camera to begin with. Uh, so I went around doing multiple things. I mean, slowly I got into the creative because I got into advertising, then I got into copywriting, and I slowly dragged my way into photography. And uh, it was fashion right. photography to begin with. Uh, I was the producer for a fashion magazine at that point in time. It was a catalog which was selling in the Middle East and Europe and US and all that. So I remember like I got the back door into photography because I was hiring Atul Kasbekas. Uh, and you know the likes at that point in time, uh, Rafiq Sayed and all, which were like really stalwarts in the in the field. And while their assistants, I think, were taking it easy on the shoot, I was paying a lot of attention. Uh, but when I got the chance to become a photographer myself, after many uh, turns, every three years I changed the profession. It's a very weird yeah. thing, but uh, not true for many people. Uh, when I got the chance, I think I was grounded because I had seen these masters at work. I had seen how it really, you know, what they are discussing behind the scene, what is the issues that matter to them. Uh, and I think I just picked it up and I never assisted anybody uh, to start with. So my journey was a little slow because I had to make a mistake, then learn from it and then never repeat it again. So it took a little longer. <laughs> Mm. Uh, but I'm glad because uh, what I discovered in that journey was also mm. uh, something that uh, stay, is still with me. It was my style. Yeah. So I looked at it and uh, yeah. it paid off. It paid off. Yeah, that's how uh, we, uh, we identify our style, how we work. And it's all about taking baby steps, learning from those mistakes and keep moving forward. Yeah. yeah. Don't be that's afraid to make a mistake. That's, I think, uh, yeah. one of the key learnings. Don't be afraid. Yes, at least yeah. in the first five years of your career or your starting point, uh, just don't be afraid. Because once you get uh, cracking, 
then I think it's it's good. <laughs> right. So, how would you say that architecture and interior photography is different from other forms of photography? Architecture. Okay, there is this. Uh, there are three, four concepts in photography. Primarily, if you break it down, one is uh, capturing the moment. So, decisive moment. It could be like the wedding. Anything where people are involved, or even things are involved, but it is decisive moment. You miss the moment, it's over. So that's one type of photography. The attitude you require to be in that particular field is very different. So those moments happen in spurts. You have to be very sharp. You have to be very quick. And after it's over, it's over. So do they pay attention to nitty gritty? Like, oh, that flower is not looking good. That color sari is not nice. No, there is no time for it. You just go for it, and it's a moment that matters. So what what they capture is a slice in time. I mean, and they and they freeze it. What do we do? We have all the time in the world. Okay, so we can move the chair, we can move the sofa, we can change the frame, and whatever you like. But what governs us is our sense of aesthetics. So if the aesthetics is not strong enough, you can't just walk in there and take a shot and walk away. You mean you might get a picture, yes, but nobody will want to see it. Uh, so to be very honest, we shoot much larger canvases than. Uh, Than a wedding photographer does, or maybe a food photographer does, or a product photographer does. Even a fashion photographer, they have a six by two canvas which they normally work with. Our canvases are always like a full room, so we start there and then we go to a full building or maybe a community or a, or a row of bungalows. So we have a larger canvas to play with. Our sense of aesthetics slightly different. Mostly, it's inanimate objects. So once you place it, it stays there; it won't go away. So there are a lot of differences, and uh, actually, if you don't emotionally connect with it or you know feel for it, it's not going to work. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a lot of students are now looking at other areas of architecture and interior design, other than designing spaces. <laughs> and architecture photography is a very popular question now. And uh, if somebody is passionate about architecture photography and they want to pursue their career in architecture photography. what are some essential skills that they need to have in able to to be able to start and uh, how do they learn to express the soul of a space through the lens first of all and there's a major misconception that you know uh, the architectural photography business or the architectural photography profession is kind of easy i mean it's a serious misconception i i mean i, I yeah. can't uh, stress enough because uh, we have kids who come in here and uh, within a week they are discussing between them just to chutti utti nahi hota hai kya matlab pura din pura din kaam karna padta hai ye subah sunrise kya zarurat hai i mean why do you have to do sunrise and sunset i mean iske liye wait kyu kar rahe hai mean finish and go home so now that's the difference between the attitude that you come in with and then you only wait for sunrise sunsets and for the right time so without patience you do not even enter this business so If you think that okay, I'm going to make a quick run of this and get away with it, no, forget it. What they have to do to begin with is first discover, look at their own pictures, the pictures that they take with their mobile. I don't think a single soul who calls or thinks of themselves as a photographer doesn't have a mobile and do not take pictures. Look at your pictures. If your pictures have a lot of people and smiling faces and food and eating and all that, stay away from architecture. If your pictures have a lot of architectural detail, you're looking at buildings, you're looking at you know more, uh, I would say larger frames, then call us. I think they have a little more inclination. I mean, it starts from your from your soul. If it it's right within you, 
if i enter a space and uh, i mean i can't keep quiet and watch things and i need somebody to chat with i need somebody to talk to i need somebody to talk to me all the time the furniture don't talk yeah absolutely the architecture speaks to you but you have to listen with your mouth shut so there are a lot of things that are there behind that uh, behind that person who stands with the camera there and uh, people are enamored by okay main fashion nahi kar sakta hu to main architecture shuru kar leta hu the second major problem i feel is that uh, they always believe okay wedding photography seasonal hai to uske baad hum architecture kar lenge i mean they all are there in the marketplace we do not deny them any space because uh, that's the way it is you're good at something you're good at something but i believe if you're a youngster and you want to get into architecture photography or any kind of photography any I mean, it's just like you respect it clarify your thoughts really important to clarify your thoughts i mean you cannot have a page which has uh, fashion which has glamour which has uh, street photography food photography everything i mean what does a client look for i mean if i have to look at your profile and i have to decide on a photographer who can work with us what do you think i will look at when i look at your page i mean you got selfies there and you got so clarify your thoughts first of all choose what you really want to do then enter yeah. the job once you enter the journey yeah, it's I mean, about picking a particular niche yeah there is no two ways about it i mean if you can't clarify your thoughts photography is all about clarifying your subject so if you are not in the position to clarify things i mean if a photographer doesn't if, a, if i take a picture and you are not able to understand what i'm taking a picture of then i think i'm a bad photographer to begin with so you first clarify your thought then you clarify what's in your frame and when see people see that i think they will always find out somebody who is doing really well in that yeah so uh, how does working in this niche feel like uh, i mean to ask what is it one thing that you absolutely love about this niche that you're fan of ki i'm so glad that i'm this in this niche you know i'm working as a photographer uh the first thing is that uh, no site comes home so you have to go to the site so traveling you have to travel so that is the first thing secondly yeah. i don't have to meet the same architects before six months <laughs> <laughs> okay all right so the whole the whole scene and the bunch of people <laughs> they are out of your thing for three <laughs> to six months and then you meet them right. again and then it's like oh my god where were you all this time such a nice thing and how life and everything so it's always fresh and uh I don't think so. There are two sides which are absolutely the same. They might be similar. I mean, after seeing so much work, I think there is a lot of similarity in the in the kind of work that's happening, but they are not the same. The equations are different. The client is different. The client who owns the house is different. So all of a sudden, you are in a different dynamic, and uh, the discussions are different. the The whole scene is different. So every day, it's a fresh new start. You get up, you go there, you see, and you start delivering. That's one. I think one of the most beautiful things uh, about uh, this profession. Every day, something new. Do not right. never, never repeating the same thing again. And even if you go back to the same site, by chance there are times it's still not the same. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So I have a lot of uh, practicing architects and interior designers that I create content for on this platform, and I keep telling them that once you have established yourself as a firm, it's time to consult an architecture photographer, get your work documented, and then put it on your website. You know, it gives like a lot of brand value to your firm. So mm-hmm. I want to ask you the same question. 
hearing directly from the expert how important is it for firms to hire architecture photographers to document their work okay let's put it uh, a little more logically let's rationalize the idea you've done a site somewhere the site is not moving the site is not going to show itself so you have to show the site if you haven't shown me a picture of your work you probably haven't worked correct in today's world if i google your name and i do not see a site picture which means you haven't done it now you can explain your site to me in how many ever words you like it is not the same as seeing a picture and then taking an opinion on that so these are the two bases first your site is not going to speak about itself and the only way you can take the site to somebody's home their mobile their Insta, their pages or whatever else is through pictures so be it an interior architecture photographer or be it yourself even if i have a blurred picture of a site of yours and you put it up on your page i know that you've done that job you claim that project it is so important for you to today claim projects that i have done this job nahi maine bahut kaam kiya i've done a lot of work you know it's a beautiful work i've done i've done it here i've done it there i mean 5 minutes later i'll say that's the taking and if i show you five pictures you don't i don't have to ask you you don't have to tell me anything I and mean, then we know that okay this work got done so other than documenting finished projects for me i think it's also very important to have this culture of documenting work in progress you cannot go back and shoot you know what how the site was or how the site i mean people today do the process do, yeah it's such a big hurry to just go and you know finish the job get the job done and then they say you know the site was so terrible it was such a bad site there was this or not that that was not the again it's words i mean mm-hmm. somewhere that culture of going and being a clear person who documents their work has to become a part of your day to day existence and documenting it right so that you know the larger audience uh, looks at it with better aesthetics mm-hmm. i mean is going to put you into another level and if i have to mention a name today i say like okay jignesh so and so for example the first thing that somebody will do is look at their uh, instagram page they'll google them first today first instagram then they will go to google and if you don't see anything of that person's work him having yeah. coconut water him having pani puri <laughs> yeah yeah doesn't cut ice so it's work related yeah. it's business and i think to take it seriously is the need of the art we are a little slow in this i mean even our documentation is pretty haphazard ye site shoot kar lete hain ye site nahi kar lete hain when when i look at some of the top architects that i know of some of the great names that you know of you've only known them as great because of their work mm. so if you don't put it out there you are going to kill it yeah absolutely uh, we have an interesting question from the audience how is interior photography different from architecture photography and are there so are there any certain things that we overlook in architecture photography that are very important part of documenting an interior space difference between architecture and interiors okay so primarily it is the scale it is what you see architecture is primarily shot with uh, with available light with sunlight so you do not rush into architectural photography you learn where the sun is moving you understand the sun path and then take your call so there are i know people who just go at any given point in time just go and shoot the building and walk away uh, mm. they don't they don't last long and the reason is because the sun is one thing that can make the building look really beautiful or can even destroy the little aesthetics that are there 
So if you get time to stand and stare at a building during the day, different times of the day, you really know when the building looks really beautiful, when the shadows are playing out, etc., etc. Whereas in interiors, you pretty much are using ambient light or whatever light is coming from the window, which is controlled any anyway. So you can shoot interiors anytime. And if you are a photographer like like we do, the way we work, uh, we would work with the light that is coming from the window as well as ambient light. So you cannot go against the light. So there are some pictures it's not possible to take in the in the afternoons. You would rather want that room to look more cozy, more inviting than a harsh light window on the window which is destroying it. So both of them require patience, but one of them has a lot to do with sunlight. And another major thing about interior photography is you can move and shift things. You can create aesthetics mm. there. Mm. You know, a little flower, a little artwork completely changes the way that space looks. How you documented what angle you choose is, is like, I think, fundamental. But beyond that, you can even correct the frame. You can make things perfect. In architecture, go on, Hilaira building go. There are so many things in architecture, it's like Ram Borose. The gate is not done, the wall is not done, there is a wrong car park, we don't know where the keys are, there is a tree which is dried up, there is somebody in the in the back who is hanging clothes which are not matching with the building colors. You have 150 issues, but all Photoshop, you know? so that's the end of the story. But these are the fundamental <laughs> Right. Uh, another interesting question is, what kind of brief do you get from the architect or designer before you start the shoot? What what kind of? Brief do you get? Brief. Like architects get design brief from clients. Do you get some kind of brief from the architect or designer? Yeah, I'll give you the funny ones. Uh, I want this picture. I want the pictures to be so good that I win an award. <laughs> <laughs> I want okay. the pictures. I want the pictures to go on the cover of the best magazine. So, other than that. Shabby, whatever it is, make it look good. Now, these things, these things will go on. You know, everybody wants their pictures to be the best in the world. Now, if I have to, if I have to put this into perspective from an architectural photographer's point of view, first thing, the same photographer, the same camera, the same lens, the same everything. What is changing is the content and the light conditions right. with the content. So to right. some extent, if you do not give me content, which is which is like decently good, where do we start? So I know I know of a situation where somebody uh, told me that you shoot very well for these guys. Why don't you shoot the same way for us? Absolutely negating the point that look at the content. Am I doing something different? Am I using the wrong hand to shoot the picture? No, it's the same yeah. lens. So, right. Absolutely. The problem is, I think, the content. So what, what do they want me to do is shoot the best, which I would always want to do. And uh, But I think, let's start with what you offer me. If I have to get into a site and start working on setting up everything, cleaning up everything, we are losing precious time. Mm -hmm. So if you give me a good site, I think, and you do not call me on the site because you don't know me or you don't, haven't seen my work. You're spending money, so you're calling me after looking at what we have done. Right. And if you've been doing right. this for the last so many years, ask yourself. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Let's just pick a few other interesting questions that we got. 
if we holistic approach in architecture photography what are the things you will include in it okay come again come again i think it's interesting uh, rajiv uh i no 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 not rajiv this is deshi i something okay. uh, if in the holistic approach in architecture photography what are the things you will include in it include in it okay so for architectural photography interior photography are different now i want to really clarify whether we are discussing interior or architecture in architecture it's all about giving the photographer enough time uh, to kind of get the right uh, light conditions either you see it and then you tell the architect the photographer that these are the time with the light looks like this so you do the homework or else you let them spend time with the project and then see it and discover it and then take the pictures so there are two ways to do it but at yeah. the same time if you do not clean up the mess that is a mess any which way you are you cannot expect things to happen on the time of the shoot or the day of the shoot so architecture mm-hmm. is like if you have to put glass for example facade glass it cannot be done on the day of the shoot it has to be done almost two days before so yeah. there are things that are there oh baat mein dekh lenge baat mein dekh lenge it never happens so you have to visit your site beforehand you have to do those little things that you do not like more importantly that you do not like you do not agree with it there are pots and there are things lying around in the front there are like half uh, filled up debris lying around there remove it there are wires hanging unnecessarily you can always organize it so if you manage that much you are already offering a decently good site for the photographer to take it forward now it is his skill set it is the light conditions everything else that will take it further interiors a lot of lot of things i mean right from props i mean simple props you give me a, just a bed without without the right bed cover on it no matter how good your wall is the picture is going to look terrible because the bed forms almost 3/4 of the frame to begin with so where how do you control all that so you cannot miss out on small things and secondly it's all about lifestyle if you have the wrong thing like a beautiful luxury home with plastic flowers lying in front blue color glass i mean you can do what the hell you want yeah absolutely. absolutely and styling is one area which i think we are missing out terribly on we always yeah. stand on on the side with the tripod on the camera on live view on and say now what to do and yeah. that question i think uh, yo yo you're killing creative time it's not about killing data you, you get mental fatigue after a point in time when you're watching the same thing again and again as you go forward and you look at the site and it looks nice the way it is you get to react to remove or move things to make it better but you're starting from zero by the time you reach nice you're like let's take the picture let's go we have so many other areas to cover it doesn't work for the architect or the designer as much as it probably is a bad thing for the photographer right Uh, do you think architect architecture photography should be a part of academics people should know the basics of it during the degrees yeah i think we will have a lot more architectural photographers than architects then so it should be <laughs> i think they should definitely yeah. be involved in understanding the fundamentals of photography mm-hmm. because i have enough senior architects who tell me today you shoot the picture now shoot the picture now finish it let's go home mm-hmm. i mean that thing comes from the fact that they do not understand light and now when right. they do not understand light and they force me to take a picture at the wrong time because they want to finish it and go home 
I think it defeats the purpose of calling anybody. I mean, they could have taken it themselves. Absolutely. Why do I have yeah. to, why do I have to waste my time? The second thing they would ask me is, why do we have to wait for the evening light? Why morning light is important? I mean, if you take a couple of pictures in your lifetime, you will realize that. Going against yeah. the light, keep the windows open, go against the light. Again, if they have done a few pictures, even on their mobile, they would know that it doesn't work. But other right. than that, I think if you ever, if you ever assist a photographer for, say, for example, three to six months, the scale of work that at, at which our my firm does today, we do about 25 to 30 shoots in a month, you know, average. So now if if somebody walks through 25 sites in a month, any student, just walk through 25 different pieces of work, I think their education is far more worth it than going to right. college for the full year. And if they're right. sensitive, they're they are kind of... Um, like open-minded about things, they will also understand. But many of them want to do photography only, which is like... <laughs> right. I think the uh, the little details that are uh, that we should take care of, that bring perfection inside of a frame that people don't understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I think understand. those little details is important. Yeah. We have seen this over over time, you know, when we, when, when we did the first shoot with a particular firm, they didn't have bedsheets mm -hmm. also. So we went to the market, we went, we went and bought white bedsheets because that's safe, no? You can use it over three rooms. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So we yeah. bought white bedsheet and did all the pictures and all white bedsheets and white bed covers or whatever it is and it's done. Mm -hmm. The second time they realized, yeah, that's a stupidity. We should do something. So then they put, put some color in it and they try to match it. It also kind of falls flat because now the pillows are not falling, sitting right. One is a thick pillow, one is a thin pillow, one is fluffed, one is not fluffed. So you anyway do that shoot because you don't have time for it. Yeah, and exactly. they had a stylist, it would have been very different. But now we are the we are the stylist and everything. So like I'm there on the day of the shoot. And on the third side, we've discovered that now they started looking at other pictures. They started seeing other pictures. They said, oh, amare paas pro nahi hai. Amare paas runner nahi hai. Oh, I need a small client. And then they actually start playing the game. So I give them four to five uh, shoots for them to take their themselves seriously. And all the youngsters who shot with us, you know, in the last three, four years, today when they're delivering a site for a shoot, I mean, I'm quite surprised. I, I, I smile, I'm amused because so many small things are taken care of. And it's all because they were they were assisting me when uh, they were working with a firm. They had come for the shoot when, that, when they were working in that firm. So when they call me right. for a shoot, those little things are sorted out. And if it is not, right. <laughs> right that's great what kind of softwares do you use for editing part of uh, the photographs we have no we have little choice now because it's all about adobe lightroom and uh, photoshop these are the two primary softwares in which we have to work there was aperture earlier from apple which i used to use for a longest time then they discontinued it and because lightroom is the same as aperture so it was an easy shift for us to do that. But today it's all about Lightroom, Lightroom CC. And uh, so we, we have to subscribe to them for as many computers we have. And uh, yeah, that's the software to know. Right. If there is anybody who knows these softwares, please call me. <laughs> I know these softwares. <laughs> oh, <of course. laughs> uh, somebody is asking what, uh, what was, which one was your challenging project? Challenging. Challenging project, yeah. This is the most popular question I've had in all the live sessions I've done so far. 
I will I will answer it in two parts. First, every site that is not set up and not ready right. is challenging. Right. So right. that's like basic. I mean, it does not matter who the designer is. If it is not set up and ready, then we are going to waste time trying to figure out things and you know work through a way. Some of them turn out really beautiful. Actually, you wouldn't know the difference. You wouldn't know the other way if it was set before. What would have happened? So that is one challenge. Uh, the second one, I think, the most challenging project I have shot for is uh, there is a project by Bhavna Jacob. She did a studio apartment in Bandra, which was so tiny, which had a bed, uh, bedroom kind of a you know in, a, in the closet, and uh, there was a bar and kitchen and a pantry and everything in that little. Tiny space, almost two fifty square feet, three hundred square feet. I think something like that. And there was no place for me to stand for the tripod. And we still got pictures. <laughs> and if you take one picture, it's over. Like if you take one picture from here, the project is over. But I had to shoot pictures which are tighter so that we do not make it look like one single space. I mean, it shows you only this space at this shot, that space in the other. And that was quite uh, tiring because. Under the table, over the window ledge, and and to me that was challenging to try and find those very 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 narrow frames without losing aesthetics and all that. You know, it had to be complete. Uh, I think that was so far my most challenging project. It was done way way back. One of the earliest projects I did, and I loved Bhavna for it. Right. Oh, uh, should we include humans in architecture photography other than showing scale and for showing scale and aliveness in a space? Human beings have have a major uh, plus point. Like, if there is a person who is losing power, lockdown. Seriously. <laughs> no, that's okay. So human beings have have either a very positive impact or a negative impact on on uh, in the frame. So take for example, I show you a nice beautiful bedroom, and I I put one woman sitting on the chair on the left on the right. Uh, almost eighty percent of the comments will be for the woman. How pretty she is, what she is wearing, how her makeup is, where do you get the earring from? Everything, except what the project was. And we have done this experiment. I have done this, and I put it on on online, and I've got responses. And say like, oh, where? Ask her where she got her pink dress from. So wow. So the architect can sometimes, or the designer can lose the focus on their work if they are getting distractions involved in the picture. If your project is not really good, get a belly dancer. I mean, you will get a lot of likes. But is it for the project? Question mark. Architecture. Slightly different. If your architecture is not easily readable, like for example, you have a cantilevered, um, you know, thing coming out somewhere, you cannot make out how wide it is or how long it is unless and until there is something to scale with. So if there is a tree there, there is a bench there, it does the job. But using a human figure which is subtle, we normally we have blurs in that, or the or the or the model wears black or there's only one color. So we. Because after you see the concrete wall and all that, you look at that human being there. You know that this is a livable space, and I think it has a lot of value. Yeah. Too many questions. Yeah, too many questions. 
is it necessary to have props every time to make pictures look good no if your design is beautifully resolved for example if you if the elements that in the design are beautifully resolved then there is no need of any prop but what does prop do props do they give you a proof of life if i put furniture together without anything it looks like a showroom it's like a display of of furniture so how do i make sense of it with a human in a human context so by putting for example if i put a camera on that on that on the side table there it tells you that house belongs to a photographer or somebody whose photography is a hobby if i put a easel and a little painting there it tells you it's an artist home if there is a lot of books it tells you that this person is likely intellectual reads so there are things that can define the function but at the same time also speak about the owner or for whom you have designed the space and i think that makes a lot of sense but otherwise if your design is good sorry there's no need of any props but bed beds yeah. need bed cover okay that is very important <laughs> bed covers throws linens and all those pillows so it can so be beautiful it can be beautifully finished it can be subtle colors it can be something that doesn't overpower the overall space those are decisions which the designer has to take as for the first i think we would step back a bit and tell them show me what you want to show from here so i know architects who do not like flowers for example now i wouldn't want to force flowers on that site i mean absolutely i would remove it if i once i know that that this person has a design aesthetic that does not include flowers i would move it out uh which lens is best to shoot for beginners not for established photographers there is nothing called as a beginner's lens there is always a good lens or a bad lens the right lens or the wrong right. lens there is nothing for beginners on off for senior so in interior architecture you normally end up with a wide angle lens mm. because you you normally have to take a larger scope so mm. it has to be a wide angle lens so whichever that if you do if you take nikon then you have your nikon wide angle lenses if you take canon you have your canon wide angle lenses so you have to stick to a wide angle lens if you ever want to do interior architecture photography there are people who do not want to invest into that lens want to want to you know always keep trying with a 50 mm they will take bits and pieces they will never be able to capture the whole scenario so if you are serious about interior architecture you have to invest into a wide angle lens right 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 hi to all my friends out there <laughs> when there is no place to stand while capturing architecture how do you decide your camera angle and capture it without using drone now this is architectural photography there is no place to capture yeah i would believe that so uh, architectural photography has benefited a lot with the drone i mean there is no two ways about it no photographer can give you that angle unless and until there is a point of elevation somewhere further down uh we have to depend on what is the human uh, scale and height and we can at best go up on a ladder go up on a table whatever it is mm. with the drone you literally control the whole range i mean you can come to a point where the building looks absolutely perfect perspectively so there is no two ways about you know disputing that but drones also have a certain quality that they offer the camera we offer is 50 megapixels for example so you can blow it up you can take parts out of it i mean there are a lot of advantages to it shooting in a raw format as well the drones come with a certain fixed uh, point i mean you have to agree with it it's brilliant for video 
drones are brilliant for video. I mean, I would suggest that that's like one of the best things that you can do with the drone. Uh, otherwise, you have to do your research. I mean, you uh, when you're when you're building an architectural uh, structure anywhere, you have time, right? You have like a year, if not two years. So you, whenever you go to the site, you walk around it a bit. I mean, they do. Most architects do. Every time you walk around, take pictures from different points. These are your reference points, and you also take it different different seasons because the sun changes. You know. In the winter, it is on more on the on the north, on the south, and then it goes to the north. So, you have to take pictures. You will realize you yourself will realize. So, when the photographer comes on board, he doesn't have to spend two days to learn the project. You show him this whole bunch of pictures taken in September, taken in October, taken in December, and this is how the light looks. This is how the shadows fall at this time at four in the uh, four in the evening, at two in the afternoon. You are going to make sure that the shoot is a lot more fun. Less stress and everybody is happy because you have time to sit and joke around. Right. Yeah. Could you elaborate on the initial interaction between the architect and the photographer that sets the tone? If you are an established photographer, the tone is set by what do you want to do first. If you are a young photographer, absolutely young, you will be directed as to what you should do. So. <laughs> And also, it's how senior the architect is. Uh, there are two types of uh, people in this business. One is who calls a professional and believes that the professional should deliver what they are supposed to deliver. And the other one is that, okay, I want this thing. You just follow my instructions. So it depends who you've got. <laughs> and if you've got the, like, follow my instruction kind of things, uh, you'll be the cook. I mean, if he says, dal banao without kotmik, mat banao, mat dalo kotmik. No problem. But if he calls you because you're a chef and uh, you're charging like a chef, uh, so then you sit and discuss with him because it is his project. He needs to live with the pictures far more than you have to. You're shooting the pictures and you're going home and you're shooting the next project. He has to live with this picture, sell the project and make, make something more out of it. So you listen to him, you chat with him and you go with your instincts. I think as always instincts is good. Understand the light conditions and then go for the uh, go for a schedule. Like you have to plan your schedule. Right? If you are shooting a four bhk, five bhk in a day, you can't be sitting in one room the whole day. Nor can you. Right. you know, so you need to know what is good in the evening, what's good in the afternoon. It takes a couple of years to really understand the light conditions and how it helps and how it doesn't help. So you will make mistakes. Uh, be happy about it. Of course, of course. Do you use lighting, um, your own lighting for interior photography or just do you just use available lighting for interior photography? I think PHX as a firm, as a firm believes in shooting in the light condition that it exists in. So close to reality is one of our, one of I think the founding principles. You shoot a project as close to reality as possible. So uh, to a large extent, if an architect has spent time, got consultants in, and has designed the project with lighting in a certain way, and I'm going to use flash in that space, I'm destroying their design. Right. Some 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 designers are very, very particular. I mean, at least the ones I work with, they are also very particular about their shadow regions. They want shadows there. They don't want that to be lit up. That's like the corner space. So the focus is on right. this thing. They have thought about it. They have worked very hard to get that kind of look. And I'm going to go there because I do not understand light conditions or I cannot understand mm -hmm. color temperatures here. I don't know how to balance it. 
I will go use my flash, get my job done in half the time. I think it's it's very wrong. But there are some people who have missed their light completely. They completely lost it on on the light on the lighting plot because the lights the mm. wrong place or the light wrong lights. So there are blue lights, green lights, pink lights. Then, as a photographer, I would suggest like listen, let's switch off those lights and uh, you know go with purely natural light. Whatever is happening mm. during the day. So those shoots cannot happen in the night. They cannot happen right. even late evening. They have to be done when the sunlight is in. So some amount of feedback, some amount of pictures that we get on WhatsApp saying that like this is how the site looks tells us okay, let's go early. Uh, let's use daylight. So let's start early when the sun sun rises and let's take it. But everybody likes the night picture, so. But I do not <laughs> use I do not use light as at all. And uh, I used to do earlier just to fill up certain dark areas where they have missed lighting. For example, there should have been a light here. They missed it. Then we kind of fill it up. But now. the lights we have like for example the photographers have the strobe lights and all that have a totally different color temperature so if i use any light which is not matching the room ambient color temperature it's going to look like another block there of yellow light right. or white light whatever it is so it is not advisable i mean it's not advised from my from for my firm at least to use any artificial light we stick to what is really there So that's why a mix of daylight and uh, artificial light is the right answer. Right. Ah, uh, which camera model would you recommend for a beginner photographer? Yeah, iPhone is also good. <laughs> the point is about taking good pictures. I mean, if you're taking good pictures, uh, most of the pictures on my Instagram feed are are taken on the phone. Now, what does that okay. tell you? that tells you that the tool really doesn't matter you can move forward back and you can take a picture now unless and until i have a good camera a good lens i'm not going to start taking pictures you're not starting you have a startup problem so get going whatever tools you have i mean uh, if you have seen ira's uh, ira is uh, my partner in my firm right she's right. also an architect and she and i shoot the same site sometimes together early we used to shoot always together hmm. her instagram feed shows you pictures which are taken purely with the mobile and the details that she captures that tells me that this person is absolutely inclined towards details looks at interior architecture more artistically that is better than you know only having a big camera and a big lens and shooting i think don't wait for the camera right. don't wait for the lens start shooting if you think you're really going somewhere with it then invest then invest into the right tools i mean right. invest into a full frame camera invest into a good lens and then put your heart into it i mean focus that's it right right absolutely we have a lot more questions i'll i'm just going to take the last one how do you define a good picture <laughs> okay that's a that's a big one uh yeah so we as as photographers we have what is called as aesthetics so the aesthetics include color line right. emphasis balance symmetry or symmetry there are so many of them so there is movement in the picture so there are some pictures where you look at the picture from from a certain point you look at from left to right or right to left whatever it is why because there is movement in the picture the the vision or the place that you captured has been designed in such a way that your eye moves it's not right. focused on just one thing 
In some places, it is about what it is focused on. There is a beautiful painting. You start with the painting and then you disperse all the way around. There are other places, it's all about the color. So you have a blue wall, you have an accent wall. So now, architects, interior designers also do the same thing. They also follow a certain level of aesthetic. So they have a line, they want to keep the line going in the same way. So wherever three or four aesthetics come together, so be it line, be it symmetry, and be it color, if three of them came together, that picture is definitely good looking, irrespective. Now, if the picture that we have taken also fulfills the idea of design or the concept of design that the architect intended, I think you have got a brilliant picture. For me, that is a brilliant picture, which has served the purpose that has also captured enough amount of aesthetics. Now, this is something that if you are conscious, you start realizing it. So for a for a young photographer, it's about capturing, oh, man, I saw the entire thing. I got the left, I've got the right, I've seen the full door, I've seen the full window, I've got everything. Now for him or her, that is brilliant. And they're happy just they got the whole thing. But as you go in that thing, is that a good picture is the first question that comes into your consciousness. And, and the answer is always, no, let's avoid this. Let's include that. So, you know, including a bit of a chair and all that happens to be the place where you put movement into the picture. It is subtle. Most people don't read it. I mean, their subconscious reads the picture, but they don't even read it. But for you as a professional, I think it matters. Right. Right, right. Absolutely. Thank you so much for so many amazing insights for so many of us. It Welcome. was such a great session. Welcome. Thank you thank so you. much for being here. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody, for joining us in this live session. And thank you, Sebastian, for sharing so many tips and insights with us. Thank you so much. Stay quarantined. Stay Bye. happy. Yeah, same to you. Bye. Same Bye. to you. Bye. Bye.